Welcome to Phoenix Rising. I am your host, Kaylee Montoya Houston. I am a certified personal trainer and online nutrition coach. I will be joined by my co-host, Julie Montoya Houston. This show will cover all aspects of fitness, including nutrition, exercise, and mindset to help you reach your goals at any stage of your journey. We will bring you science-based information to help you take charge of your fitness goals and give you the power to rise like a phoenix. Live going once, live going twice. Okay, yes, we are live. Thankfully, the connection is working. Oh, it's a tad chilly out here. <laughs> I'm fine. And you have sleeves. All right, we're going to give it a few minutes to see if anybody's going to hop on live. Um, uh, I forgot to jump on this morning. I'm on a slow go uh, to ask for questions, but I had a few questions asked. Oh, my. Okay, sorry. It's an earthquake. <laughs> Jeez, almost lost everything. Um, I had a few questions sent to me through DMs um, yesterday, so I'm going to go ahead and cover um, some of those. Um, also, I made uh, a post yesterday that I was not expecting to get as much traction as it did, just simply asking um, about about goal a goal weight and how much it would take you, and I got so many comments, and I communicated with so many of you yesterday. And, um, so thank you if you were the one to be brave enough to post that number on there. I mean, that takes a lot to say how many pounds that you would like to lose. So just admitting that is, is a huge step, but, um, there were some people on there quite a bit that are wanting to lose a good chunk of, oh my gosh, I'm a mess today. Jeez. Um, that want to lose uh, a good chunk of junk of weight. So I want to go a little bit about um, maybe some ways people are, are going about it and maybe some clarifications on why they are struggling so very much. Uh, quite a few of those people have lost a good amount of weight in the past and then have ended up putting it all back on. And now, yeah, let's be careful this time. Now they were really struggling um, in the process. So the first question, now that Julie is all settled in, um, uh, this person was asking about what would be the best equipment, uh, to purchase on a budget to see success in your home. So basically we're, we want to talk about some equipment that we would suggest that would be our go-tos if you have, let's say a hundred dollars or less to spend on some home gym equipment and your goal being fat loss. Hi. <laughs> Visual examples. Oh my gosh. She's making a ruckus over there. Uh, so um, we're going to go over uh, just a few of the top things that you can get a lot done with and not have to spend an expensive amount of money. Like you don't need to have fancy machines. You don't need fancy equipment in order to see fat lock success. Now you don't have to purchase a Peloton bike or a crazy treadmill. Not don't saying... I mean, I know some of you on here do own a Peloton, and that's totally okay. They're but not bad. I'm it's just not saying. necessary yeah. in order to to see fat loss. Is it awesome to have if you have the money? Of course, why not? It's cold. If you want to get some movement in, that's going to help. But we're just going to go over. Let's say the first three things, three things that I have in my head that I would have you purchase. And the first one is going to be a set of adjustable dumbbells. No, no, no. 
I wouldn't call them adjustable because adjust when people search adjustable dumbbells, they find the Bowflex ones okay, where yeah, you stick Bowflex. your hand in. They're like five hundred dollars. <laughs> well, even even the other brand that's not Bowflex, but you put your hand in them and then you turn the dials and set your weight and then you pull them out of a cradle. That's not what we're talking no, about. These, this is what we're talking about. It can be found at Walmart. I believe they're the Gold's Gym dumbbells. They, they have another brand as well, but they yeah. come with they come with their own little small one inch hole, not the yeah. two inch hole, right. one inch hole plate. Yeah, usually you have so, two and a halfs or fives. Yeah, so a set comes with two of the bars, which you take these these plates off and you just have the handle and it comes with two collars that screw on, it's threaded, and they usually come with four two and a half plates, four five pound plates. So you can actually make, the handle weighs about three pounds. So by the time you put the two two and a halfs on, if you want a lightweight, they go anywhere from eight to about 35 pounds. Now, so... 35 we had to buy extra to get up to 35 because if it only you're right four you're so, right we sorry did. we have we two, have two sets, sets of these so we were able to to make 35 pounds so i i did lie to you there i'm my bad you're you were totally correct so if you were to put all of your weight on each handle evenly dispersed you would have in this case it's actually six pounds not five for the yeah. big plates and two and a half so three pounds is the bar Okay, and then you've got the two six pounds, which is 12 pounds, which is 15. You add five is 20. So you yeah, have so anywhere between 20. eight and 20 pounds. And you obviously can adjust with the different plates. And so if you are doing a, a two dumbbell move, uh, like a floor press with two dumbbells, you could have two 20 pound dumbbells. If you're doing like a, uh, a single arm dumbbell row, you could add both. You could put all of your weight on one. And then you would have the 35 then, correct? Yeah. Am I doing my math right? Then you would have your 35 pounds or anything down to eight for a single dumbbell move. So that would be my first investment because these give you a whole, like at least three or four sets of dumbbells in one. Yep. Yep. So I always want you to think that you're going to need heavier weight than you are because um, too many women, they buy those pink and purple dumbbells, which I have some over here. But they're like three pounds, five pounds, eight pounds. You are only going to get so far with that low amount of weight. Like, I think you're underestimating your strength. And especially big moves when our legs are doing the work. Like, you're going to learn. You can quickly increase that weight. So having those adjustable dumbbells or add-on dumbbells, whatever you like to call. Um, like I said, I if you search Walmart. A dumbbell set yeah dumbbell set it comes in a box it comes with the two handles the collars and then it, like i said uh four of the six or five it just depends on the set and then four of the two and a halfs the good thing about those though is if you have a few dollars laying around in the future i totally cut you off and i did not mean to they do sell at like academy they do sell just the small plates with the yeah. one inch hole that you can buy just to add to your dumbbells. Now yeah. your your handle is only so long, so eventually you will run out of handle room and you may have to go up. But you can get ten pound plates that have the one inch handle. I mean, so you can you know as you expand and get a little bit of money here and there, it's cheap to buy you know two or four of the individual plates on their own so that you have heavy, heavier dumbbells. But it's very versatile on your weight that way so you can buy actually the handles just on their own too if you wanted to buy piece by piece if they don't have the full set yep yeah. so very easy very very affordable way to go um the next thing we have here is a band now this is a hat we have this band it's cut in half but usually they're a full circle loop of a band um i believe this is a quarter inch 
is what they measure at. You can buy this on Amazon. You can buy this at Walmart. At least usually it's local at Walmart. Um, very, very, you can do mobility. You can do, versatile. yeah, versatile. Sorry, she knew what word I was searching for, but my brain's not working properly. Um, yeah, very versatile. So, um, and very underrated. Um, when it comes to getting good mobility, good strength worth, I mean, especially if you have some somewhere to attach it, um, not only uh, horizontally, but vertically. So if you have something above you, like if you can hook to a door or rafter, um, Be careful anything, with the doors. Yeah, be careful with the doors. They make sure that, that they're shut and they stay shut. Um, but I would always recommend getting at least this lightweight band. They're, they do offer many different sizes of bands. This one's the cheapest and the most versatile. So definitely would suggest getting a band. Um, a lot of my workouts, I in fact, I can't think of any workout that I do that does not involve this band to some extent. Um, now Seth wants to know um, if we recommend a mat. Now, as long as you are comfortable on your floor that you have available, maybe you have carpet, I wouldn't, you don't have to have a mat. I mean, the mats are, are somewhere cheap. I think, I think our mats were like, $15, $15 at Walmart. Well, actually, I'm going to have you grab it because... Oh, yeah, me. The one that's not the table over well, like five I'll try. No, nope. I'll do it. I'm a little slow go right now. My back uh, definitely I'm got sick. some hip flexors. hurt. It's great. It's a yeah. great day in the Montoya Houston household. Yeah. So my hip flexors are in a spasm right now, so I'm having a lot of back pain. So my movements are very slow. But I'm going to show you this mat. I wanted to show them something with the bands. Okay. Here's These mats that we have. We have two of them. So they're very... So, Spiri, S-P-R-I. it's Spry. Spry. Okay, Spry. <laughs> okay, I can't read either. But these are very cheap. And these are the ones that are about a quarter to a half inch thick. So, they're Yeah, they're thicker. <clears throat> There's cheaper ones. You can get cheaper ones at Walmart, but they're literally just basically to keep you from getting dirty. There's no yeah. cushion yeah. to them. These awful provide some cushion, but you don't have to have a mat. If you are comfortable on your floor, if you have carpet, then... Just, just use your carpet. It's not going to really give you much more than what a carpeted floor would give you. Uh, so the one thing I wanted to show you is if you can get one of these lighter weight bands, you know, depending on the move, a lot of people think, well, it's too light for me. So what you people, a lot of people don't realize is if you take this and make it like cross them, twist, you now have one band with double the tension. So don't just look at your equipment as you know, one thing, find ways to make them versatile. And this goes with things around the house too. I mean, what's their saying that, you know, if you want to do some sort of like a, like a sumo squat, what's their saying you can't use uh, a gallon of paint or cat litter or cat litter. <laughs> cat litter is heavy. I know that sounds funny, but <laughs> use what you have at your disposal. You know, if you can only get your dumbbells to be so heavy and you can't afford to do anything else, Put a band on your dumbbells. Lay on the band under your shoulders and hook it around your, I don't know if you can see that. Yep. Put it around your back on when you lay down on the floor and hook it around your thumbs. Then put your dumbbells in your hands. Then do your chest press because then you have the dumbbells as heavy as they'll go and you're still making it harder by adding more resistance with the band. So think outside of the box. Like you can do stuff on a budget and be very effective. Yes, very much so. Um, the next thing I would suggest, it's another cheap, um, when Julie's up, I'm going to have her grab a ball. 
So um, just a, a big yoga ball. Um, you can do so many moves with it. This is a large size. I'm very tall. They come in smaller versions depending on your height, but Julie uses it and she's 5'7", and it works for her too. It works for most of my clients. Some do struggle with it a, a little bit. I'm gonna pause. I think we lost connection there for a second. And we're back. Yeah, okay. I feel like Vanna White back here, girls. This is not, <laughs> I guess we have Alan. It's not all girls, right? Yeah, but um, some people who are shorter, like five foot, ish that ball is a little too big for them but like i said they come in different sizes depending on your height but again i think these are like 9.99 10 dollars. so another very cheap product that not only can you do core stability work with but you can work your legs you can work uh stability whether it comes to a chest press a leg curl on the floor you can do planks on the ball you can do uh, uh stir the pot which some of these terms may not know you may not know what i'm talking about but a lot of them you can work your core this way a lot of crunches on a ball are going to be more comfortable for most people than on the floor and so very very inexpensive way to get your home gym up and running in order to see fat loss because if you followed us long enough you know that prioritizing resistance training is going to be the most sustainable way for you to see fat loss. Yep. And then of course you have the classic kettlebells, yep. which I think are also a versatile tool as far as abs. You can do carries with them, swings with them. Yep. Um, you can do shoulder press with them. You just bottoms up. Actually very good for shoulder stability work. Yep. yep. So there's something to be said about kettlebells to too. I do feel like they're versatile, but I feel like if you have a limited budget, I think I would go for dumbbells because most most anything you can do with a kettlebell, you can do with a dumbbell. Yeah, and those you can kind of only get one at a time. And they, depending on, of course, the way prices are, those can add up, especially if you need like a heavier one. Because we have like a set of 10s and a set of 25s. So those 25s can be half your budget right there, just in those. But it's always an option. Yep. But hopefully you guys got a good idea on, I mean, very easy equipment to have. And all you need is floor space. And you can do so many moves where there comes to goblet squats, lunges, chest press, mm -hmm. um, dumbbell rows, um, shoulder presses, like band pull-aparts. You know, you like can do so many things. Band squats. If you're, you're, if you're like, well, I have dumbbells or I don't have dumbbells, whichever, but you have bands. There is a way to do, maybe we should do a video on that, but you can actually stand in that full looped band. I'm not standing back up. I've about taken out the whole <laughs> setup about four times, but you can stand on that band and you can lift it up over and put it over your shoulders and you can actually do a squat with them. And then you'll have the tension when you're standing back up. So bands are much more versatile than you think. And then you can do, I don't, I didn't know if you mentioned hamstring curls with the, the ball. ball. Yep. Swiss ball. Yeah. So you can ball. do your hamstring curls, even Glute if you bridges. don't have a, yeah. yeah. I mean, so there's everything is versatile. If you, if you actually take your, your hundred dollar budget and go buy some equipment now, and then you're still a little lost, then go ahead and shoot us a, a DM and we can, if Kaylee, if Kaylee won't, which Kaylee is nicer than I am usually, but <laughs> if Kaylee won't, I will give you a, a list of examples of moves that you can do with whatever you're able to purchase. And then I would just say, you know, as you get five or 10 bucks here, try to buy, you know, a couple more plates to add onto your handles or yeah. something like that is what I would do. Yep. I mean, so definitely take advantage of that. You have this equipment at home, simply message us, give us the list of the equipment you have, and we can come up with an example program since Julie volunteered herself. She will make you a program so you can start seeing results today or whenever you message us. So definitely take advantage of us. I mean, that's what we do for all of our online clients <clears throat> anyway, because if, if you're one of our online clients, then 
um, chances are we don't do in-person personal training with you because you're our online client. So we take what equipment is available to you, whether that means you have a gym you can go to or whatever, uh, whatever you have at home. And we put together a program for you based on what you have. Right. Very, so, very few of my clients actually have use of a full full gym. Right. So we make your program custom to whatever you have available to you. Um, George just said a good place to to get kettlebells and dumbbells is TJ Maxx. So I never even thought about it. That's good. So yeah. if you have a TJ Maxx local, I mean, Amazon's always a nice one to peruse. You know what? The, the one thing that a lot of people will overlook or maybe it's a pride thing, but a lot of people either don't think about it or their, their pride gets in the way or whatever, but you can hit pawn shops and you can hit thrift stores like Salvation Army or here locally <clears> in <throat> Pittsburgh, we have the doggy bag. Sometimes they get old dumbbells, kettlebells, workout equipment. I mean, it's used, but if it's in good shape, I mean, you decide if you get there and you don't like the way it looks, don't buy it. And then, you know, you need to go somewhere else. But it's always worth going to garage sales, thrift stores, things like that. Secondhand stores. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's worth a try. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Hopefully that answered your question, Stephanie. I'm glad that you you got a lot from this. That was the goal. And like you said, I'm sure so many other people were interested in the topic. And, um, Hey guys, I just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, please do me a huge favor and take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your story on IG or Facebook and tag me on IG at Kaylee Montoya fitness or on Facebook at Kaylee Montoya Houston. So I can reach out and thank you personally. Also, if you haven't already, don't forget to rate and review us on wherever you get your podcast from. This greatly helps the show grow so we can help more people reach their own health and fitness goals. If you guys have any questions while we're covering this next topic, I mean, feel free to ask and we'll try to get to it at the end or even if it's specific to this next topic we're going to talk about. But this next one is actually from the post I made yesterday. Like I said, people have been struggling with losing a significant amount of weight and ending up putting it back on and now they just are plateaued and they don't know what's going on. So we want to cover that a lot and especially a certain diet. Now, definitely not picking on this person. I 100%, I do not want you to feel that way. I just think it's very important because if you're struggling with this, then I'm sure somebody else is struggling with it as well. And we want to make sure and be as clear on this as we can without feeling like we're picking on anybody. But there's a certain diet out there called the OMAD diet. It simply just stands for one meal a day diet, OMAD. And it's just a more extreme version of of intermittent fasting. And I know we've covered fasting a lot. Um, This specific person has struggled, um, wasn't losing any weight with keto um, and, and calorie counting. I'm not sure what the calories were, but he was calorie counting. And now is trying OMAD. So fasting for over, they say the typical OMAD, you fast for 23 hours, you eat within a one hour period. I think he said he was fasting for 20. So within a four hour window, he was eating one meal. He was doing this because he wanted to deplete his glycogen stores in order for his body to switch to burning fat alone. So we wanted to be clear that To burn glycogen stores, especially out of our muscles, he was performing not only cardio every morning, but also targeted resistance training daily. At least, I'm not sure daily, but multiple times a week. Within 
a 60 to 120 minute window, if you are performing a moderate to intense activity, your glycogen stores will be depleted. So just doing that small amount of work, it's already depleted. Now it is proven that, or there are studies around, it takes up to 24 hours for your liver to be depleted of glycogen, but it's definitely depleted from your muscle stores. And so it can be extremely stressful on the body to do this, especially when you're, you're prioritizing so much extra movement. A lot of the studies, the good studies around this OMAD diet, I don't believe involve someone who is doing high intensity work just because your body needs glycogen in order to recover and, and push you through this work. So there's just a lot of negative side effects. And Julie's done a lot of research on this. So I'm going to actually defer over to her from this point out talking about it. Well, so, and again, we're not picking on anybody. And of course, this is one of the topics that really gets under my skin because it, it kind of falls into the fad diet category. And again, I'm not picking on this, this particular person. This particular person has followed us for a while and has always reached out for help. And we totally respect his journey and his want to better himself. And um, so I don't want him to think we're picking on him. But I also, I, I want you all to know that we we do what we do and we research what we research and give you guys free information because we care about you and we care about your well-being. We don't want anybody off the street watching just any YouTube influencer because they have abs and thinking that what they do is going to work for you. We have to keep in mind we're all individual and you can really mess up your health yes. by not doing the right thing. And so we're doing this out of genuine concern for you guys to help you guys become healthier people without doing damage to yourself. Yeah, we want you to see the results. So first let's break it down like this. So OMAD, one meal a day, if you are trying to eat the way you need to eat to maintain muscle mass and lose body fat, you need to eat high protein. About, I always say for even math, one gram per pound of body weight. So if, for instance, for easy math, this is a 200 pound person, this person probably needs to eat 200 grams of protein in that one meal that they're eating. Impossible. It is truly impossible to do that. So first of all, you're going to have to eat such a large meal to get 200 grams of protein and you are not going to feel well. And it is literally impossible to get in 200 grams of protein plus whatever grams of fat because you need fat for health. You have Essential. to have fat in your body for health. You just do. If you don't have fat, you die. Fat, dietary fat is and essential protein. to life as well and as so protein. Is protein carbs are technically now listen very carefully to what i say <laughs> carbs are technically not essential for life you do not need a carb to live now listen very carefully to what i'm saying you do need carbs for optimal life carbs help blunt cortisol okay so cortisol is that stress hormone it has to shut off that is why we always put in carbs after workouts because workouts spike your cortisol. You need that. That is a healthy stress that helps you grow, but you have to shut it off. So we always eat carbs after a workout. We don't have to have carbs to keep breathing as a human. If you want to live an optimal life as far as optimal and performance and really feeling good, you need carbs. Okay. So to eat all the protein you need in one meal, plus the carbs, plus the fats, 
you literally can't do it. No. it you, that, there's too much. You would be way too full. And by the time you're ready to eat again, that you feel like you can eat again, your period's off. So, so what is this doing for you then? The one meal a day is putting everything into that one meal. You literally can't eat as big of a meal as you need to. It's a calorie deficit. So why, why put yourself through this? You're spiking your blood sugar by not, no, no, I'm sorry. I've got myself all backwards. You're spiking <laughs> your ghrelin, which is your hunger hormone. So you're making yourself feel hunger, more hunger because you're not eating but the one meal a day. So that's a battle. You're dropping your blood sugar, so you're having blood sugar crashes, which can make you feel dizzy, lightheaded, weak, nauseous. Um, nauseous. No, no good thing comes from this, um, other than potential weight loss. But the potential weight loss that you're getting can be seen with a calorie deficit. It's just like what we talk about with keto. People do keto diet, and they think they lose weight. They're not losing body fat weight. They're losing water weight, and they're losing lean muscle mass, which is the good stuff that your body needs. Any way you cut it, any fad diet, which I am lumping intermittent fasting into this because intermittent fasting, when used, it has its place, but yes. the place is health. Right. Not fat loss. And it has to be done under the direction of somebody who knows what they're doing and it has to be done with a purpose. And you have to have certain healthcare conditions to do this diet for it to be beneficial. As far as weight loss, it falls into the fad diet category as well as keto. And all of these diets, one of them eliminates most of your meals but one. The other one eliminates a whole group of macronutrients. All you're doing is creating a calorie deficit anyway. So if you can eat anywhere between three and five meals a day, depending on the size of meal you prefer, and have whatever kind of food you want. And enjoy. And enjoy. Why not lose weight that way? <clears throat> Definitely seems more sustainable to it, keep eating the foods you enjoy spaced out and trying to shove one meal a day. <laughs> right. So let's go to the science behind the intermittent fasting. Then the actual, the research I have done has shown time and time again, that the best method, if you were going to use fasting, which I do not want you to do for fat loss because it's not sustainable is the 16, eight method, which means you eat for eight hours. You don't eat for 16, but you're going to get more of a benefit when you're doing that if you eat breakfast, skip dinner. Yep. So if you are eating a larger dinner, but skipping breakfast, you're going to feel worse because when you wake up, your cortisol is high. So when you eat, your cortisol, again, like we just said, dips your cortisol by eating. So you're not stuck in high cortisol all day long or at least until lunch when you eat. So you have an eight-hour eating window eat breakfast, skip dinner, or do a, a super, super small dinner for your eight-hour eating window. Because if you're going to bed with a large bolus of food on your body, your body is diverting all of its energy to digestion and not on rest and rejuvenation, which is what you need. So if you're not getting that rejuvenation and that rest that you're supposed to because your body's digesting, you're going to wake up with even higher cortisol levels because you're not sleeping. And so you can see here how it all kind of cycles and comes together. And this is why we have all of those pillars of health we talk about, stress, sleep, food, fitness, all of these things, because they all intertwine. It's this web that you have to weave, and there is a balance, and you have to find what works for you. But if anything is off, if you're not sleeping, cortisol's up. If you're not eating, cortisol's up. If you're working out too much or too high intensity, cortisol's up. When cortisol's up, your body doesn't want to lose body fat. 
So you have to find that balance. You have to get good sleep. You have to eat enough and of the right kind of foods. And however many meals a day your body needs it. It's it, just because one meal a day maybe worked for somebody down the street doesn't mean it's going to work for you. If you feel like crap doing it, it's not working for you. Exactly. If you've tried keto and you gained weight back, it didn't work for you. Don't go back to it if it didn't work. If you if you did keto and you're not still doing keto, obviously it didn't work for you because it wasn't sustainable. You don't need to start a diet. If you have to start a diet that you are eventually going to be like, well, I'm only going to do this for a month and then I'm going to go back to eating carbs. It's not sustainable. You need to find a diet that works for you that you can sustain. This should be a lifetime, a lifestyle change because this one meal a day is not for your health. It's probably not a good thing. I mean, your blood sugar shouldn't crash every day. What else am I missing? Right. I mean, I think I just wanted to talk a little bit about maybe why his body stopped responding to him and he hit that plateau. Oh, so dropping calories so low uh, for so long your body is going to down-regulate its metabolism to keep you alive at those numbers. So eating one meal a day or doing keto, his total calorie intake was probably extremely low for his not only his body size, but his activity level and his hormone level. So our bodies are amazing. They're adaption machines, and it has no idea you're just wanting to lose some belly fat. It just thinks, oh my gosh, I'm in a famine. I'm going to slow everything down so we don't have to worry about dying basically and it's going to do that by paring down muscle so it's breaking down muscle it's an expensive tissue muscle is fat not so expensive tissue when it comes to calories so it's going to want to keep more fat on your body instead of muscle because it's going to require less energy less calories to keep you alive that way so more than likely when they went through this keto before and lost that 80 100 pounds of weight most of that was muscle mass, even though he was prioritizing resistance training. But the body wasn't wanting to prioritize it because you have to send it the right signals from not only nutrition and re you have to send it for both nutrition and resistance training. So more than likely, where I would like him to go is to spend time rebuilding his health, reigniting his metabolism, and maybe putting fat loss on the back burner for now Otherwise, it's going to take longer, and you would think it wouldn't, but if he's going to keep pushing fat loss right now, his body is in no way, shape, or form ready to go through that for him. So he needs to reduce stress, maybe not work out as much, increase calories. Does that mean his weight may increase or may stay the same? Yes, more than likely it will, but his metabolism will be rebuilding, so it'll be getting higher. He'll be able to eat more calories and be, be able to reduce stress. So in the future, he will be able to go back into a calorie deficit, not an extreme one, but a slight one, and then see results and not have to be craving food all the time and not, I'm sure there's some other negative biofeedbacks. He didn't go into detail, but I'm sure there's some other signals that his body is sending him regarding the method he's choosing to use. So it's just the long, the wrong, the the long path can always end up being the shorter path because you can struggle for 10 years mm -hmm. struggling to lose weight. Or you could spend a year of your life recovering, de-stressing, and rebuilding your metabolism and then see fat loss success for the rest of your life and not have to worry about it. I guarantee you when 10 years down the road, you're not going to worry about, oh, that took me a year to succeed. No, 
you, you keep it. So that one year out of your life is no big deal if you can see success. Yeah, and Kaylee sometimes has to, I get really excited about the nerdy stuff, like the science <clears throat> behind everything. And Kaylee is too, but Kaylee has to sometimes like reel me back in because sometimes I get really excited and I'm like, here, listen to all this science. And you guys don't, you guys like go numb, like a little kid watching cartoons or something on me when I go to science park. But let's think about this another way too. So this gentleman, you know, not just this gentleman even, but when you, when your body you're doing way too much workouts, okay? Way too hard of workouts, way too intense, way too much, whatever. You're doing too much physically and you're not eating enough. Your body is not only going to eat your, it's going to pare down your muscle in order to fuel your body, but it's going to keep fat or even retain more body fat because what you guys don't realize is your body fat has a purpose. Even, even people that, healthy people that look athletic, they have some body fat your body fat stores hormones and you need those hormones. It also stores fat soluble vitamins. Vitamin D is stored in your body fat. Vitamin K is stored in your body fat. When you take, if you supplement with vitamin D and K, you take it with something that has fat in it because that's how it's utilized and it stores in your body fat. So if you don't have any body fat, you don't have those. So when your body starts getting to where it's deficient in nutrients because you're not feeding it right or feeding it enough it's going to hold on to the body fat that's going to store what you do have of it there so if you think about it that way it makes sense because you don't need mu muscle doesn't hold your weight and connection <laughs> again okay and we're back um you're getting smaller you're getting lighter but you still look the same in just a smaller version it literally looks like they took a shrink ray and shrunk you it's because you're turning into skinny fat you're not going to have that athletic look unless you build that muscle and lose the body fat so your body's going to eat your muscle, spare the body fat to help keep it alive. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, sorry, we went into a lot of detail on that one, but we're just very, we're just very passionate Couldn't about it. Couldn't help it. But uh, before we hop off here, we are going to answer a quick question here from Molly. Um, and so for you IG followers, Molly's mm -hmm. question is, do you feel like there's an ideal number of days to work out per week? Um, yes. As always, I'm going to say it depends and it depends on the time you have available. It's going to depend on your level. So basically just meaning, have you worked out in the past? If it's been a long time or you're very new at this, it's going to be less days. If you're very experienced and advanced and you have the time, it's going to be more days. So I'm definitely going to recommend anywhere from two, usually even one, but two to six days a week. You never want to work out seven. You need a rest day. But Molly, if you are new to this, Two days a week, you are going to see fantastic results. Two days a week, full body. Now, as you advance, like I said, three days, but you do, the, you do this slowly and if you have the time. Some people just will never have the time to work out five days a week, and that is totally fine. You don't have to in order to see results. So it all depends on you as an individual, your time constraints, and your stress level in your life. But like I said, two to six is a good amount. Yeah, there is an ideal amount, and it's what works for you. Just like the ideal diet is whatever diet works for you that you can sustain. Same thing with working out. But of course, if you haven't done it for a while, start off small because if you jump into four days right off the bat, then you don't have anywhere to build to. So if you can, if you haven't done it for a while, start out with two. And then when that's, you know, when you build up, you can do then add three and then you can add four. That way you give yourself room to grow. Don't start out at the peak because if you start out at the top, where are you going to go? You can't go anywhere. Right. And more so, than likely, you're not going to recover from those type of workouts if you've never been there before. So it's not only 
not beneficial, but it can be worse on your results. Yeah. So find the minimum dose of whatever it is, a calorie deficit or days to work out, the minimum dose to elicit change. And then when the change stops, turn the dial up just a little bit more. I mean, it's, it's really that simple. Find the smallest amount of things you can do to elicit change and then bump it up a little bit more. So the gentleman that we spoke about earlier with the intermittent fasting, he had a lot of stuff on his plate. He was killing the cardio. He was doing intermittent fasting. He had a lot of things that he had the intensity turned way up on. And his body was like, I'm not doing this. We've, I need to recover. And he wasn't letting it recover. So that's why we start out in little doses. And then eventually when your body adapts, we just turn it up just a little bit more. That way you have room to grow on and you don't have to, why kill yourself right out the gate if you don't have to? Right. Yeah. But yeah. So she says she works out three to five days a week and that's perfect. As long as that works for your schedule and you're not feeling those negative side effects of trying to squeeze in extra workouts. But thank you for your question, Molly. As yep. always, we appreciate you guys' questions and hanging on. We had a bunch of people on today. So it's always nice when we have people that are interactive and commenting. It, it makes us enjoy this process even more, knowing that we're, we're reaching people and helping them yep. in their journey. But I think we're going to log off for now, guys. But again, we'll be back on here next Saturday. I have a football game to watch this, this afternoon. Pretty excited. Sorry for all you Green Bay Packer fans out there, but the Niners are going to take it. She really needs to stop talking trash <laughs> until the game is over. Right? Hey, I got to have confidence in my boys. She was, they've already made it further than most people thought they would. Yeah, but she started getting real big-headed last week. <laughs> and then the game was like close. back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. She was about to have a heart attack. Close. And I was kind of enjoying it, actually. I was she like, stop. To watch me panic. Stop trash talking. Let me trash talk. And I'm not trash talking. I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm just saying go My team go has Niners. been out since the season ended, <laughs> as per usual. So. Yeah. All right, guys, have a wonderful Saturday. Go enjoy some of that sunshine, no matter how cold it is out there. Okay. See ya. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Phoenix Rising. For more information on how to take charge of your fitness goals, follow me on IG or Facebook, or you can head over to KayleeMontoyaFitness.com to apply for a free coaching call today. If you have any questions you would like answered on the show, shoot me an email to KayleeMontoyaFitness at gmail.com. Don't forget to catch us on the next episode.